This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Hey, you guys know what Kent has in common with people that are, one, two times more likely to clap at the end of a movie and two times more likely to cheer loudly at a rival sporting event and three times more likely to belt out a song at karaoke. You know? Was that a question? They're all Pepsi drinkers, Joel. Oh. Just like Kit. Oh, oh. Wait, wait, wait. No. 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 You are nothing like any of those people. <laughs> Thank you. Those are real facts. You're like the opposite of Pepsi people. Wait, you Pepsi are. Pepsi drinkers it, clap at the end of movies? Yes. So this, Shame is, on this you. is a study from some Pepsi people, and uh, that's, a, that's apparently a reality. No wonder it's number two. <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. Actually, my original thing was trying to find some song on second best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, but we'd yeah. like to thank you for listening to our last show, our video game hero bracket with, with the listener. Non-controversial at all. People went along with everything we said and said, you guys know what's best. Thank you. Thank you for doing that show. What the heck? There, there are times, there are times when, when you and I fight. Yeah. We really are having a good time. <laughs> and even when we get a little uproarious. I think we ruined some people's days. But we really well, did. I'm sorry for what I do, we've done. I do like I'm not. I think most of the listeners are like, okay, we expect some madness from you guys. And okay. But you went too far this time. How dare you? In I the know, next bracket, I'm going to go probably straight wrong, down the line. Honestly. No surprises because that will actually surprise people. Uh, actually, I was going to mention that right. uh, Kendall J on uh, Twitter said, well done, Joel. After years of Kent ruining your previous brackets, you finally have your revenge. <laughs> you really did. Boom. I actually agree with the listener on most of this. It was like, oh, God, this is too many. Well, and then uh, Ross Hansen, not what, he actually was one of the people who were upset. From a more civilized podcast. Yes. Uh, and he, he, he said he was uh, lost, angry, and armed, actually, in a GIF, uh, which made me laugh. It was Captain Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly saying it. So we upset and then a few I, people. I said, well, what made you mad? And he said, Kratos, uh, Aloy, Kirby, uh, Kratos, Aloy, Kirby should have gone on and Echo the Dolphin shouldn't have even been a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> He's fierce. I did have so somebody come up to me like, Aloy, really? Why? Why? That she got too out? fast. Yeah. 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 And of course, you know, the others. Well, you would, you would have had Aloy go all the way, Jacob. Not all but the way. Such but a, a fun show. Thank you again to the listener she does take off, for being you know, like, here. Yes. You thank know, you, Spencer. Metal T-Rexes. We really do appreciate it. And we have a lot of show to get through today. So, Jacob, what are we talking about today? Oh, wow. We're jumping right to this. We got to get, we got a lot of show to get through. Oh, well, let me take my time here. <coughs> Just the way you like it or something now. What is nope. the, what's the new one? You got the right one, baby. That's old. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now we have an updated one. It's, what are we talking about today, Jake? <laughs> it's time to talk about soda. Specifically, Again. this is a part two of our, apparently our soda series. I wouldn't call it a part two, maybe a sister series. Sister? Yeah. Sister, sister episode. Sister episode? Okay, yeah. this is our spiritual sister episode <laughs> to our uh, Coca-Cola yes. episode, episode in what, November? Episode 229, Pop Goes My Heart in November yep. of 2019. So now it's time to talk about the rival, the kid, the second best Pepsi, and also Keurig. Second best I'm, we will so see. We in the last see. show, we talked about all the Coke products, which are a mm -hmm. lot of similarities. And we also talked about Shasta and a few indie sodas out there mm -hmm. as well. This one, we're going straight Keurig, which we're going to have to give some description of that. Pepsi and Keurig. Yeah. And, and then also, yeah, all the Pepsi brands. So yeah. those two specifically will be about 27 different sodas. Uh, 29. Uh, 27. Yeah. Because so we, we have nine. So we're going to rank these. Yes, we're going to rank these. We're going to tier them. We're going to reverse alphabetical Ooh. order of uh, ranking for all of these sodas. <laughs> Mercy, no. Uh. So the way it works is uh, we are going to give these one of three tiers. Tier one being the highest, tier two being the middle, and tier three being not so good. And Kent and I, uh, Kent would give everything a tier 
tier three. I would give everything tier one. Except ones. for soda. I love soda. And uh, so we have to control ourselves by giving ourselves an allotment. So we have yes. nine tier ones, nine tier twos, and nine tier threes. So Ooh. sometimes our favorites get bumped out or bumped up. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Also history, backgrounds. Oh, weird it's what things. what we do here. We we'll have see. to do this. I, I, maybe I that goes only have, let me look, I only have 16 oh. pages of notes today. Ooh. Have we ever used pop culture? Because I feel like this ah. show is... Pop culture. Pop culture. We don't think we made that joke last time. Oh, wow. With good reason. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. So uh, real brief information on the Pepsi company in general. I just want to bring this up. It's headquartered in Harrison, New York, in the hamlet of Purchase, which the I hamlet? thought was kind of fun. It's a hamlet. Okay. Called Purchase. Seems real snobby, so, actually. Pepsi is. If you don't know, Pepsi actually merged too good for you, with Frito-Lay. Mm-hmm. And what? so they own, like, Pepsi owns Lay's, Doritos, Cheetos, Ruffles, Aquafina, Tostitos, Fritos, Sun Chips, bless, and Cracker Jacks. Bless you, Pepsi. Golden Globe winner, Aquafina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the way it works. <laughs> nice. Uh, in fact, uh, I, think it, I think I read this. I, I think I have it in my notes somewhere right here. But it says that most of their profits these days don't come from their drinks. It comes from their snack line. Well, who's buying Pepsi these days? A lot of people. Exactly. Soda companies are falling on some hard times. Uh, they also own Tropicana products, Quaker Oats Company, uh, Gatorade is all uh, all them. Does anyone they want a Gatorade, Gatorade episode? We do. Where we taste different uh, Gatorades? We didn't include any Gatorade on this episode because we were, there were so many to choose from. And yeah, we were like, that's, that's going to blow up our list. We could just say Gatorade. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they all taste the same. And really briefly, because we'll talk about this when we actually talk about the drink, but Pepsi was uh, developed by a guy named Caleb Bradham, who ended up selling the formula once uh, he, he fell in some hard times, to a guy named Charles Guth. And Charles Guth owned Loft Incorporated, which was a candy manufacturer. And he was bugged at Coca-Cola because they would not give him a discount on the syrup he was getting from them. So he decided to replace Coca-Cola with Pepsi-Cola. And so he started doing that himself in his own stores, and then it expanded. That's kind of how it came to be. Uh, it also, they uh, own uh, Mountain Dew. That's also yeah. part of Coca-Cola, or excuse me, Pepsi as well. And then they are also, and this is something I found intriguing, maybe a little conspiratorial, is it's the, it made a large interna- international acquisition uh, by purchasing a two-thirds majority stake in Wim Bill Dan Foods, a Russian food company. What? So it is. it was the largest food and beverage, or it is the largest food, food and beverage company in Russia. And uh, but the problem is that uh, like so what? Why is that interesting? Because they are Russian. That's <laughs> it. That's the end <laughs> of it. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. Well, but the problem is like they actually have a big stake in Russia and they have a big foothold there. But then when kind of the old Russia went out and new Russia went in, Coke became more popular. So Coke's actually kind of taking a little bit there. Huh. So I don't know what facts you have about Keurigs, but they really seem like the dark horse of the soda world because they've got some good sodas. Well, you so, say Keurig, people are like, "What's okay. that?" Uh, it's yeah, like Keurig, Dr Pepper. I think what is we're talking about name. is uh, Cadbury. You know, the candy company. That's all part of it, yes. They basically said, hey, we want a soda division. We're going to spend all this money to get every soda that's looking for a home. And they found every soda. Keurig actually probably has the, the majority of soda products Wait, So they out went there. around just acquiring. Acquiring yeah. like, like they, crazy. Like Keurig, Dr. Pepper, oh, they, Keurig got like the Keurig K-Cups, like yes. little coffee. Like their mm-hmm. coffee was what they came from. And then they started acquiring other so, beverages as well. As we go, I will say which one's mm-hmm. Pepsi, which one's Keurig yes, as we'll well. Yes, we'll make sure I've done that by that. But it's kind of crazy. They really are a powerhouse now. It's one of those ones you never hear about. Like you hear about Pepsi, you hear about Coke, but Keurig well, is when I went, wow, they own I could go for a Keurig right now. <laughs> I thought people that will drink coffee probably say that. Yeah. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention about Pepsi. Yeah. Because uh, I was talking about how they're maybe Russian conspirators. Uh, also, they're kind of jerks. In 2019, on, okay. they sued four small farmers in India for uh, each for growing a type of potato that it says it owns. 
the company owns this type of potato and they were suing these four farmers in India for, for growing them. That's so mean. Is so that after, real? That's real. And after pressure from the public, uh, they dropped the, they withdrew their lawsuit. But I was like, I can't believe Aw. they dropped that lawsuit. I mean, they really <laughs> had something going there. Think what they could have gotten. Yeah. But more lest potatoes. You think, yeah. Lest you think, Jacob, that PepsiCo is... Want Indians to have potatoes? ...is the little brother. In December 2005, PepsiCo surpassed the Coca-Cola company in market value for the first time in 112 years since both companies began to compete. What, now, that's what? gone back and forth since that time, but that was like the first Pepsi time. the drink surpassed Coke or PepsiCo surpassed Coca-Cola? Pepsi PepsiCo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on. What about Keurig? Are they up there? They're, I wouldn't be surprised if they were, but Pepsi reported earnings of $4.8 billion in the United States. It's all their snacks. It's insane. In 2017, that's Does Coke thing. have snacks? I don't remember that. I they have branded water. They have Dasani. And then I'm sure they have some no, snacks. They no, got, yeah, they got to have like something like that. But it's not Golden Globe winner Dasani. No, I see. No, it's not. <laughs> yes. So that's kind of just the gist of, the, of these uh, kind of monoliths that we'll be talking about today. But let's get started and let's get tearing. All right, well, let's start with the big hitter then. I want to hear the big one first, Pepsi. So we talked about some history with Pepsi already. Mm-hmm. It's made by this guy named Caleb Bradham. This was actually called Brad's Drink when it first started out. Brad's drink. Yeah, Brad's drink in North He's Carolina. Clever. Brad is clever. <laughs> well, his name it was well, Ka- Caleb Bradham. Yeah, it's not Brad. It's Caleb Bradham. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> and that's, then that's genuinely worse. That was back actually in 1893. It's like he doesn't know how names years work. Ago. 127 years ago, Jacob. That's when this drink started. Right, where'd it go, Brad? Oh, and then wait, it was no, renamed Pepsi Cola in 1898. Do we know why? After the Greek word for digestion. Do you want to know how to say digestion in Greek, Jacob? Pepsi? Pepsi. <laughs> That's what well, it said on Google Translate. Let's go well, drink a digestion. Pepsi. That's terrible, too. Well, because they said it was supposed to aid in digestion. Like, pepsin is a... Uh, oh, what was that? I, it's a medical term. Mm-hmm. Like an enzyme or something like that. So is but the idea it's like it's carbonated and acidic, and so it aids It was a health digestion. drink. They marketed this as a health drink initially. That yeah, was going to aid in digestion. too, though, right? They well, did. Yeah, they Coke totally was did. to get people high, and we'll talk a little bit more about... Why are yeah. people so bad The advertising theme uh, back then was delicious and healthful. That was their advertising theme. Healthful. healthful. Interesting. Delicious and healthful. Well, delicious. Like I said, the words. Interesting. So in the 20s, they actually went bankrupt. Pepsi did. Yeah. The guy uh, went in for like Beanie Babies. Yeah. Because he bought a ton of sugar when it was really pricey and then the price dropped. Totally. And so Coke had three opportunities to buy this. Like they went to Coke and said, please just buy our soda. Please, please. We, we need we need the money. And they said no three times. Yeah. They could wow. have had a monopoly on cola for good. Well, something else would have shown up. Shasta would have been the Pepsi. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I don't know. There always has to be a competitor. Shasta would and there's, you know, there have been cola wars, which we have talked about. If we're going to jump like far into the future, and by that I mean the 70s. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, before, before we get there, though. Yes. I do want to talk about uh, one of the initial jingles of Pepsi. Okay. Uh, this is one of their first ones, and I wanted to play it for you because I found a clip for it. Is this yes. the monkeys one? Uh, no, this is this is before the monkeys. This is like we're looking at, uh, oh, I don't know what it was, like 40s or 30s? Wow. This is early, though. So here you go. This is one of the first jingles for Pepsi-Cola. Twelve full ounces, that's a lot. Twice as much for a nickel, too. Pepsi-Cola is the drink for you. Nickel, 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 trickle, 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 trickle. Wow. Because that's how much it cost. So there you go. First jingle there. Nickel, 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 Jazzy and fun. Well, it's funny that you talk about like taglines and slogans because they use the slogan "Come Alive with Pepsi," 
but that was translated in Chinese as Pepsi brings your ancestors back from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> so they got into some Wait, so people are a little or, confused. Or doesn't it? You just pour it on the ground. You know how like Coke can wash uh, your driveway? Okay. You just pour Pepsi in a graveyard. <laughs> the this was, I was back. But the thing is, this was well, a really amazing. popular uh, drink. Like, I can imagine it was. Yeah, but well, with uh, all these dead people. Well, I was going to say back in uh, the 1950s, Pepsi realized, and executive at Pepsi realized that uh, that blacks were an untargeted niche, niche market that they had that no one had, mm-hmm. no soda industry had been targeting before. Mm-hmm. So they started portraying uh, African Americans in a positive light in their ads, like you know, smiling, happy people of color mm-hmm. drinking uh, Pepsi, and it was so effective that in the 1950s, um, African American soft drink consumers were three times more likely to purchase Pepsi over Coke. Wow, it was the so big they had hit. the Asians. And, well, everyone, really. Well, and yeah. Russians, as Joel said. like yeah. Russians, Pepsi was the only thing allowed over there as far as the cola goes. And yeah. Coke was not there until it was introduced and then took over. So back to the cola wars. So Pepsi really want to compete. This was in the 70s, and they did blind taste tests. And they said, well, consumers like Pepsi more. Like, it's just, it's proven now. Mm-hmm. And so Coke got, actually, That's a fact. they got well, kind of they scared. Did, they did, like, the Pepsi challenge. Yeah, really, Pepsi challenge. They basically take two colas and say, drink one. Which do you like which, better? I thought that was only in the 90s, because I took part in the Pepsi challenge Yeah, I remember the 90s, the 90s yeah. Did did you? Yeah. Oh. It was at Hogel Zoo. Oh. And they had the Pepsi challenge. Mm. It smells like animal. <laughs> Everything here smells like animal. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew, and I chose Pepsi thinking I would get more prizes, but they were just, they used me for marketing probably. Mm. But Coke got a little scared. So in 1985, that is why they made new Coke mm-hmm. to compete with the sweet taste of Pepsi. Because it seems Ew. like there's a little bit more sugar. Yeah, because the Obviously Pepsi challenge Coke, scared them. New Coke failed miserably. And they're pretty good at marketing. I mean, if you look at it, uh, if you look at what movies uh, Pepsi has been in, you got Back to the Future. It's mm-hmm. like, all I want is a yeah. Pepsi. Home Alone, uh, Fuller, Don't Drink the Pepsi. Wayne's World had a Pepsi thing. Fight Club has a Pepsi reference. Right. Uh, World War Z just recently had a pep- Pepsi reference. In fact, Brad Pitt. I remember, do you, I don't know if you guys remember this commercial. Uh, do you remember the commercial, uh, Michael J. Fox? He prints out a picture of a Pepsi can accidentally. And then he tears the paper, yes. the top of the paper, and then he drinks out of the paper. Yes. That cemented in my brain as a kid. I always was like, I want a piece of paper that I can drink soda out of. Right. It doesn't exist, guys. Sorry. Okay. So should keep, we talk about the taste? Keep searching, Joel. Keep, keep searching. You can talk about the taste if you want to. So I feel like Pepsi is like Coke with a little bit of flatulence in it. Oh, like, come I on. I said it in the most so, scientific term possible. Oh, so you, speaking of you. scientific methods, how did you come to this conclusion? <laughs> you can just tell Scientifically. Some, yeah. I was a kid. I mean, I was a Coke drinker from birth, basically. I need to know about your research. <laughs> well, is that a sleepover? Okay. <laughs> no. No, but mm. that said... Pepsi is still a worthwhile cola. It's better than most. It's still a far number two. There's a far drop off from Coke. Uh, Funny you should say that, Kent, because Coca-Cola outsells Pepsi in most parts of the U.S., notable exceptions being Central Appalachia, North Dakota, and Utah. What? Pepsi outsells Coca-Cola in Utah. Are you serious? Uh, According to this, according to Wikipedia, the source of all knowledge and truth. That is nuts. That yeah. is surprising. We're one of the niche markets where Pepsi does better. In I fact, my grandparents were huge on Pepsi. Is it because people think there's not caffeine in Pepsi and so they're <laughs> against Coke? Uh, it's probably because Pepsi has 10 more calories and two more grams of sugar and carbohydrates than Coca-Cola. Yeah, it so is So the people that sugar. say it's sweeter, it is like scientifically sweeter. Oh, that's shocking. It yeah. is. Okay, but yeah, I, I do have to give this one a tier one because it just, it does fit here because it's a, it's a good cola, even though it's lesser Coke. Mm. See, and I, I look at this too. Pepsi, ha- I'm just looking at how Pepsi, well, Pepsi does because you guys are kind of bashing on it. Yeah. But like Pepsi has an official sponsorship deal with the NFL, the NHL, and the NBA. Wow. Coke uh, has soccer and baseball. 
Well, and the world. Good for that. Also the world. Uh, also, Coke has Paula Abdul as her spokesman in the 80s. Yeah. Pepsi had Michael Jackson and right. caught his hair on fire. So <laughs> Thanks do you guys remember Pepsi. that commercial? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that whole thing? Oh, no. yeah. He sued so him for Mike, crazy. Michael yeah. Jackson uh, filming a Pepsi commercial and they're like, he's he's standing on the stage and like these fireworks go off behind him. Mm-hmm. And one of the fireworks landed in his hair and caught it on fire and like burned his scalp. It was a very wow. famous story. But yeah, this is... That sucks. I know you're not a cola fan, Joel. No, and we've talked we talked about this on our on our last show. Is that my mom and my mom was was a Coke drinker, uh, and we drive around and I get car sick and the smell of Coke was in the air. So almost all colas for me, yeah, not good. Which is why I'm giving this a tier three. Oh, so even though you're three? defending it, you give it a tier three. I think I think you guys downplay it so much, but cola drinkers, I don't know. Maybe this is good for them, but for me, no, I don't like either one. I gave yeah. Coke a tier three too. No, if someone, if I'm at a restaurant and they say, "Is Pepsi okay?" I say, "Yes, it's okay." Is Pepsi okay? <laughs> that is I'm a like, common expression. It's okay. Oh, that is the expression, right? You always kind of go, "Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll drink it. That's fine." Chuck Arama, they have Pepsi. It's, I, it's fine. I don't tier two. <laughs> it's tier two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot more Pepsi facts, but let's get through this. Right. Would you be kid? Uh, tier one, actually. Wow. So we got one, two, and three. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. All right. Next up is Mug Root Beer. Were we done with Pepsi? Any other fact? We're done oh, with Pepsi. Fine. Okay, Mug. Mug Root Beer, uh, PepsiCo comp- uh, soda, uh, introduced in the 1940s. They don't yes. have the specific date. It's just 1940s. Yeah. Pepsi bought this in 1986. Mug Root Beer, unlike a half of the root beers we've talked about, does not have any caffeine. No. This, is a, this is a good root beer, honestly. I, I enjoy it as well. And in fact, I remember Costco used to have Barks in their food court. Bargs. I think you said it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but then they switched to Mug and I was so happy because I don't like Barks as much as I like Mugs. I prefer Barks. Although now every time I go to Costco. Dog? Why are you saying it weird? Every, every time I go to Costco and I, I put my drink in there, it oh, the machine always leaks on my hand now. Like yeah, the does. water out the sides. It's, it's kind of gross, gross actually. Uh, the mug features a mascot, a bulldog named Dog, holding a <laughs> mug of root beer. His name is Dog? Apparently so. That's that, clever. That upsets me. Dog. <laughs> Those Pepsi folks. But still, clever. this is a great root beer. And for me, it's a tier one. It's a tier one for me as well. Yeah. I will give most root beers a tier one because that's my favorite drink. Yeah. Same favorite soft drink. Wait, is there a bad... I want to know if there's a bad root beer Bark's out there. Bark's got a two for me. Tier two, I believe. Okay, that's the lowest you can go. I believe so. Okay. There's, They're there's the ones that should have had the dog mascot, though, honestly. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. <laughs> Bark's. All right, next up is Diet Pepsi, also known as the only thing my wife drinks. <laughs> Wait, Diet Pepsi over Diet Coke? Yeah, that yeah. is really rare. Wait, Diet, but all but you don't like Pepsi? No. Does this cause strife in the marriage? It's Coke the and worst. Pepsi? So, uh, oh, no, I don't care about Coke either. But Diet Pepsi is literally terrible. Diet Pepsi was first introduced as Patio Diet Cola. Which they actually kind of ha- they had a reference to it in Mad Men. They were creating a Patio Cola ad on Mad mm-hmm. Men. In reference to making this, it was the first diet cola to be distributed on a national scale in the United States. Yeah, so Diet, diet Coke Pepsi. actually followed le- this lead. Wow, yeah. really? Ni- 1964 is Good when you, Diet Pepsi, Pepsi came out. So way, to, the, way to do something right. So this was the one where Ray Charles in the 90s he's saying the "You got the right one, baby." Yeah. Uh huh. And also, this is the one that uh, they did an advertisement of a top when, they, when the when Top Gun came out on home video. They had a TV ad about having it on a home video, and it had a Top Gun pilot flying upside down while holding a bottle of Diet Pepsi. And there was this kind of cross-promotion going on with Top Gun and Pepsi. Smart. The first of its kind, this cross-promotion. Wow. This is what kind of did that for like a lot of movies, like promoting them with a product. But what I really remember is the commercial with Cindy Crawford. Oh, yes. She went to purchase a can of Diet Pepsi from a vending machine. It's a hot summer day, so... She was sweaty and I was 12. <laughs> Why? <laughs> super hot. <laughs> it was a hot the, day. The weather it was, was a hot, hot day. The weather yes, was the temperature yes, yes. was way hot. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, Diet Pepsi. You're still a tier three drink, 
but great advertisements. Ken, I'm so glad you brought that up hmm. because you mentioned your favorite ad being Cindy Crawford. Yeah. One of my favorite ads back to 1967. Let's hear it. Uh, it's called the Girl Watchers ad. What? I'm, I'm going to play this for you. It's a long clip. Okay. But I'm going to play this for you. This was a, a little vinyl record that they sold. It's promotional. It's got a Pepsi logo and everything like that. But they gave out these records and there was a whole series of commercials. Like, like that a 12 pack or something? That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, but then they had, uh, they had this is their slogan and jingle. And I just want you to, to listen to this, Kent and Jacob and listener. And let me know what you think. Time for some girl watching. Here's our Diet Pepsi theme. So this is music to watch girls by Kent. <laughs> what? Don't call me out. Next time you're watching Girls Kent, just have it playing in your head. You're the one that started this. This is Kent watching Cindy Crawford right now. Not not right now. <laughs> Wait. Okay, here in a sec he's gonna talk again. But just this was actually a top forty hit. This went big. What? How long is the song? Uh but this is about a minute. Sixteen long, minutes. Here we go. Ready? Here, listen. Time, the number one national pastime is girl watching. And the girls, girl watchers watch drink Diet Pepsi Cola with only one calorie in a bottle. Diet Pepsi has welcome taste. Honest to Pepsi taste. Taste that beats the others cold. It goes back wow. to the music. So this was gener- this is a radio hit. Diet Pepsi. Try it. How can someone it be a radio hit? This makes sense. It's an ad. Wait, wait. That last part of there says, try it, because someone is watching. <laughs> Wait, wait, do the girls drink Diet Pepsi or do I drink Diet Pepsi when I watch the girls? Yes. You, I was going to say the girls drink, watch, the girls drink Diet Pepsi because someone is watching. It's me. And they had commercials. <laughs> it's getting for sure. They had commercials like they had a commercial about this with like this girl walking around and all these guys are kind of turning around and creeping. My wife, my wife watched the commercial. She's like, they make it look like everyone's a bunch of creepers. Yeah. So uh, it's a dark time. Next time you go girl watching, I want that song playing in your head. Okay. <laughs> next time I go girl watching, <laughs> it's your national so, pastime. So we're making sales over later tonight. <laughs> Thank but you, you for that, that fact, Joel. That yes. I love that. Girl watchers, Diet Pepsi. <laughs> That's uh, better than Nazi Coke. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I'm genuinely ashamed of humankind for creating that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so what's next well would we give it a tier, tier three tier for three. me but that commercial three. is tier one is there a tier four <laughs> i well that don't and also we talked about this in the last show i'm not a big fan of diet drinks anyway yeah, right? like the artificial true, flavoring true. and so i've had diet cola, pepsi literally dozens and dozens of times out of extremity or mm-hmm. out of like an accident or whatever because it's always in my house whoops it fell in my mouth <laughs> no, it's like i grabbed the wrong the cup or whatever it is it has never tasted good ever no matter how many times I've tried to drink it. It remains the worst. <laughs> I can't get that out of my head. Yeah. yeah. All right. a girl watching. Yeah. Yeah. What does it get out of your head? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, w- I would mention too, uh, 1994 Diet Pepsi became the first product to list a freshness date on each individual can and bottle. Oh, that's good. Hmm. That's good. good. Well, I mean, it's a gimmick. Yeah. But they're kind of, by the way, cans will last about eight months. Their freshness is about eight months. Oh, really? That's yeah. it? Yeah. Well, there goes my food storage. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's all Diet Pepsi. All right. Speaking of Pepsi, let's discuss Crystal Pepsi. No, 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 no. Now, Kent, you wanted to keep this one on here, even though it is no longer available. Yeah, why is that? I think we all remember the early 90s. No. We don't. Okay, you don't. (laughs) No. April 13th, 1992. Yeah, Crystal Pepsi was a seminal part of my my childhood. I remember going to All the Dollar, and Mm -hmm. for 75 cents, I got this new product called Crystal Pepsi. 
I was so, so excited. Is it meth? Kind of. So remember in the 90s, there was like this clear craze. Like everything was becoming clear. Like Zima, that's when it became popular. The, Joel, the, yeah, the, the uh, Zima. Non-alcoholic oh, drink. Yeah, I remember, I remember the Zima has bite or something like that. Yeah. Or something like that. And then there was Gillette re- released a shaving cream that was clear. Game Boys became clear. The IMAX became clear. And watches were all clear. IMAX? Uh, yeah, the Apple IMAX. Oh, IMAX. Yeah, yeah not yeah. IMAX, but IMAX. Like, you remember that when like, everything had like, a clear case? You yeah, could yeah, see yeah, the yeah. Because inside. it was supposed to resemble purity. Yeah. And then you get right well, it's now of, It's because of uh, Ivory Soap, I think it was. They, yeah, it was the first one. They, they got rid of their cloudy soap formula and said, like, it's pure, it's clear. And everyone's like, oh, no dyes? This is interesting. But it's the history is why I wanted to talk about this. Because truly, when I mm-hmm. tasted this, when this came out, I think it was four years ago. Yeah, it was August 2016 it returned. Much because fans were so excited about Surge coming back. Surge! <laughs> they were like, bring back Crystal Pepsi. And what a mistake that was. Because some things are better left in your childhood. Killed the nostalgia. Because this is a terrible, terrible soda. <laughs> well, when that's I, probably why when I drank it When I drank it back in the day, I loved it. <laughs> it was like my favorite soda for like three months. The three months <laughs> it was sugar. out. Yeah. But let me tell you why it went away. Joel, did you do this research? Yes, but before we get into that, I want to mention the difference between Crystal Pepsi and regular Pepsi mm-hmm. is the color. And that's really it. But people said because the absence of the caramel coloring, it made the drink less acidic tasting. That's what they say. I did have my share of Crystal Pepsis only because it was gimmicky. And I'm like, it's a clear drink. So it's not good. It's not good. It was back then when I, I had no never taste buds. was a huge fan of it. I'm gonna get one. Uh, well, but as a super did, taster, yeah, as a super did, taster, did you I, hate it like you hated cola, or was it? No, I, I, the cola isn't the super taster thing. That's the artificial sweetener. But I didn't like. I didn't like the cola flavor, but I like the gimmick of drinking something that looked like water that tasted like something else. Yes. But and they did pretty well in their first year of sales. Okay. Four hundred seventy-four million dollars. This is the best, Jake. You got to hear this. Okay. And so it was in test markets in. in early 1992. Okay. And then December it was officially launched. They experimented the on Russians. It, well, actually, it's probably we'll, we'll get to the Russians here in a second. <laughs> so then Coke was like, "That's not okay. Look what they're doing. They're taking some of our profit share away from cola." Mm-hmm. Let's release our own clear soda. They did that exact same month, December of '92. They released Tab. Clear now, Jacob. You're wondering yourself. Tab. Well, that's that's pretty normal to release a competi- a competing product with a popular product, right? Sure. Except they were intentionally making a bad product to kill the clear cola market. They didn't want to say clear Coke because they wanted to re- purposely say that's why it's this tab. is gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they made it tab. So they actually said tab was sugar free. Uh, they also said that it was medicinal and they were trying to confuse consumers because then when they see two clear sodas, they say, oh, they're both medicinal and, and sugar medicinal free. And that's, sugar gross. that's gross. <laughs> they called it a kamikaze plan, a, a strategic plan. The born to die strategy yeah. is what they the did. The chief marketing officer of Coke has admitted, he said, Pepsi spent an enormous amount of money on the brand. And regardless, we killed it. Both of these were dead within six months. Yeah. Wow. They totally sabotaged through, through Pepsi. Tab, though. Yeah. Through tab, tab clear. Which actually, uh, Coke's previous clear cola had been uh, made as a Russian drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a vodka play? Because they wanted to disguise the, uh, the American beverage as vodka and was named White Coke. And they sold that in Russia. So they already had uh-huh. kind of the formula down. And they're like, let's just release this kind of thing and kill it. But you say dead, Kent. Yes. So they stopped selling it. That's very clever. Like, what was it? Like, within the year. Yeah. But then it was re-released in 2015, 2016, 2018. Wow. And then, just recently, 
on Valentine's Day, Pepsi uh, teased a re-release of Crystal Pepsi this year. Yeah, but we've all tasted it now. Like they're only doing this now just for because they got money. But to, some to spend. people it's like still King. swear by it. Oh, why would you? I don't know. It's a tier three. I want to try it now. It is. A, I you, think it was. You never tried it. it? No. Oh, you should, you should. If it, when it comes out, Jacob, give it a shot, and yeah. you'll hate it. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited to hate it. So tier three for me. Tier three, Jacob. I haven't tried it. Based on our opinion, <laughs> tier three. Yay! He agrees with us. Sierra Mist is next by PepsiCo, and May seventh, nineteen ninety nine is when it came out. So this was Pepsi's answer to Seven Up and Sprite. Obviously, the two biggest lemon lime in, inspired drinks. I'm not going to call them lemon lime, but that's kind of what they are. Which is funny because I mean, Seven Up is pepsi technically or well no it's keurig no it's keurig it's keurig that's right yeah but they had oh what was it slice that's what they had yes they already had and slice, slice was pretty big but somehow died they they were like well, let's not make slice anymore let's do sierra mist which yeah. they rebranded as mist twist no but it's like 2016 mist. when did sierra mist come out was it the 90s 90s 99 like, okay, yeah okay. 99 okay because i remember that coming out because suddenly it was like in our house constantly yeah I don't like the name Miss Twist. Like it seems well, like kind of a bowel movement sort of. Don't name. no, don't. <laughs> doesn't it? Twist. It does. It does. Twisty no, we're mist? not getting into gorillas that. in the Miss no, Twist. No. <laughs> it's a whole thing. They actually test marketed it as a formulation they called Storm. This was the kind of they they started testing as. Yeah. And Storm was different from Sprite in that it was uh, had a slight bitterness to it and had caffeine in it. So even though they weren't launching Storm, Pepsi wasn't launching Storm, they included it in their marketing for Star Wars Episode One, where they had Storm and Stormlight, or Light Storm, that's what they called yeah. it. Yeah. And so they, they kind of went into this, I don't know, they seemed like half-heartedly. Yeah. But Sierra Mist is doing pretty well. So in 2004, five years after it was introduced, it beat 7-Up in sales. I remember having it as a teenager. I, don't, I wasn't drinking diet sodas then. I actually drank regular soda that mm-hmm. time. And I liked them. I preferred it to 7-Up. Or Sprite at it's, the time, like, it's which actually is the, crazy. The second most purchased lemon lime soft drink in the U.S., Sprite being the first. So I'm going to give this Sierra a tier, Mist. Uh, controversial tier three because they're what? trying too hard. Yeah, I actually prefer under even 7-Up. Uh, to me, it's like Sprite with extra water. Like they just like now it's sweet. It's like they're trying to make it has sp- more flavor. They're trying to make the sprite last longer, so they just added water from the tap. Sprite tastes like nothing. Sierra I, Mist I think has Sprite's flavor. Quite good, actually. No, only if and, you like and I didn't have room nothing. my tier two because it's a tier two flavor drink, but it's a tier three as far as where my rank. Don't you remember go. those commercials though with Jim Gaffigan uh, and Michael Ian Black? And they had like the beard comb over. It was I think it was a Super Bowl commercial where like Jim Gaffigan had a beard and he was bald, but so he did a beard comb over. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I thought it was a hilarious commercial. Yeah, like, their marketing was fine. There's like, no girl watching. No, it's no girl. I mean, what is? Uh, Sierra Mist seems to need to get their crap together, though, because like I said, it was, it like was a mist twist. storm. It was a team at one point. T-E-M. How are they doing like now? Doing they, well. They yeah. selected the name Sierra Mist uh, from research involving 2,000 people from over 1,000 possible names. What? Can you imagine combing through all the names for us? <laughs> Lemon, lime, soda. That's terrible. And picking Sierra Mist. This is a tier two for me. This is the middle of the road. Pretty mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, and Jake, it, you like this a lot. Yeah, well, I still tier two. Yeah, I liked it as a kid. Um, I haven't drank it in years. Next up is a pretty heavy hitter with very many variations: Mountain Dew. Woohoo! Do the Dew. Do the Dew. Been there, done that. I wonder what Kim's gonna give this one. <laughs> <laughs> Who can know? Hey, Kim, what's in your cup behind you? Hey, don't worry about it. It's actually a diet Mountain Dew, and there's uh, three flavor squirts in there. Don't just so you know. Was it a twist squirt or like a? It was a mist twist squirt. Mist twist. <laughs> mist twist. So this was developed in 1940, and there's some fun facts about this one. Well, it was originally there made. 
as kind of a th- these Which guys. Most of these drinks were for cocktails, right? Yeah, but oh, this that's one. Thing. Like these, I, I didn't know that about a lot of these. They're, they were made as mix-ins for yeah. for cocktails. Right? I knew Mountain Dew was, but you're saying a lot of these were. A yeah. lot of them were. Oh wow! I but a lot of them were like maybe for fruity drinks or maybe rum. This one was for liquor and whiskey, and also the name Mountain Dew. Yeah, actually has origin. So it was a 19th century slang for moonshine. Oh, like really? you making some Mountain Dew in Outback? Uh, well, in fact, okay. there's, a, there's a, I don't have a clip for this. Ah, should I got a clip? Uh, Willie Nelson and Ray Charles do a duet where they sing about uh, Mountain Dew being But like, not the soda. No, it's like, moonshine. Yeah, it's like moonshine. They're singing about moonshine. Huh. In fact, their early bottles, uh, the signage and like the logos and everything was a cartoon, a cartoon stylized hillbilly, like kind of on the prairie. Kind and of what's thing. the tagline? Oh, I don't know that. It's a uh, Yahoo Mountain Dew. It'll tickle your innards. <laughs> <laughs> It'll tickle your innards. Yeah. I, I mean, like the, it does look like radiator fluid or something. It does. I mean, it really does. So it should be doing that. It, <laughs> didn't it do probably the, does. It didn't do well in the UK, though, when it tried to expand there, because apparently a similarly named but different tasting product already had the name Mountain Dew. Ener- it was Mountain Dew Energy is what they called it. So so I do like the well history of this one. There's these guys, the Hartman brothers, they created Mountain Dew and they went to Coke and they said, hey, this is way back in the day, obviously. Hey, you guys want to buy this? Coke said no. Isn't that crazy? Coke yeah. has been trying to make Surge yeah. and Mellow Yellow, just trying to recreate the success. And they haven't been able to do it. They met a guy on a train. They gave him a sample. He purchased it and Pepsi bought the rights in the 60s. And then wow. like the rest were, were, were history. It uh, Mountain Dew represents a 6.6 share of the carbonated soft drinks markets in the U.S. Which is bigger 6%. than you'd wow. expect. Like that's, yeah, it's like so a big drink. And 80% of the uh, citrus soft drinks is wow. Mountain Dew. Well, can I just say Mountain Dew is ridiculous. Wait, it should not work. Yeah. Every time I taste it, I'm like, like what is baby? this madness that's still kind of delicious? And why am I playing Warcraft and eating Flaming Hot Cheetos? I know. I know. Uh, well, that's the other thing that they did well, is they marketed it well, where mm-hmm. they started calling it Game yeah. Fuel. And no, yeah. We'll get into that for the other things. But one thing I don't like about Mountain Dew... Is Flame retardant? The fact that they, re- <laughs> <laughs> that they redesigned it. Yellow dye number six. They, they changed the name from Mountain Dew to Mountain Dew. Yeah, Mountain Dew. M-T-N-D-E-U. Which they I hate because Mountain they when I text someone Mountain Dew, which happens more often than you think, my phone changes it to Mandu. <laughs> I also don't like... <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> it happens. Uh, I also don't like that they did promotions such as Democracy and yeah. Fandumonium, where they would let people vote for flavors. Can I talk about some of the ingredients in here? Please. There's an ingredient, and I'm not kidding. I'm going to try to pronounce this. Ethylenediaminotretacetic acid. I have never drank any soda that feels less like natural than this thing. But guess what? It actually has more juice than most sodas you're drinking. It actually has orange juice in there. Wow, really? Oh, how much? Oh, come on. Like fraction of a fraction. But guess what else it has? Hmm. My biggest fear in junior high. <laughs> don't, yeah. I don't want to bring it up. Yellow number five. Oh, that was, I thought it was six. Why did we skip straight to yellow number five? Where's one through four? I, that's not the point. Okay. Actually, I so think it's a point great is point. That this, I don't get this it. This die <laughs> Hold on. put fear in no. the hearts of every junior high boy. <laughs> so I remember going to the vending machine with the buck 50 I got for lunch every day, and I'd buy Funyuns or Haribo frogs and a can of Mountain Dew. Not healthy. Not healthy at all, but you're in junior high, so you don't care. And everyone would be like, you shouldn't drink that Mountain Dew. You know what it's going to do to you? And clearly nobody did, because I'm not going to say what my fear was. It would shrink things. That's what everyone said. Yes. But guess what? That's not what yellow number five was even purported to do. No, it's just a rumor that kids made up. But the junior high boys everywhere. made up that rumor. No, like but no, everywhere that was the real made rumor up was sterilization. Right, is what yellow number five would do, which is a straight up rumor. It's a lie. 
And so I... Kent knows. He's got babies. I got uh, two. Kent, <laughs> yeah. I drink so much Mountain Dew. I don't drink Mountain Dew. Look how many kids I have. Oh, mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the difference. Also, there's a lot of citrusy drinks. This isn't the only drink here that it has a percentage of flame retardant in this drink. Every fruit-flavored beverage has a little bit of flame this retardant in there. This sounds smart in why? case I'm caught on fire. Fl- yeah, why are the, is the fruit going to catch on fire? It'll tickle your innards. Oh, yeah, no, if thank you're on you. fire, it'll save you. Mountain Dew is a straight up tier one. Is this, this your favorite? Toppity is this your favorite drink of any soft drink we've talked about on the show, either last show or this Coke show? Coke is my classic favorite, but I drink more Mountain Dew than Coke by far. Which which, which is better, Coke or Mountain Dew? Mountain right Dew. now, good Mountain your head. That was easy. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, look at it. It's judge me, looking. but it's the best. Yeah, and it's my, like, ooh, toxic fluid. I think I'll drink that. Hey, <laughs> that toxic like fluid is pretty tasty. It's day glow green. It is. <laughs> Compare it to something that's natural in this world. You can't. It's madness. Yeah. Why do we drink it? What do you give it? I have it? no idea. It's a tier one. Joel, tier two. Have you, do you have any tier ones on this list besides root beer? Yes. Okay. But I don't. You can't. I think you should be happy I didn't give this a tier three. Yeah, that's true. Because I don't really drink it. It's way too sweet. And granted, you, you drink the diet version, which I can't stand. Yeah. But Mountain Dew is one that I occasionally am like, you know what? I'm going to try some. And my, my little brother, Mike. Hey, Mike, what's up? Uh, he drinks it fairly often. And so every now and then I'll try a drink he has or something like that. I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. But I never want we're, it. We're combining diet with regular in this, right? No, there's also a separate for diet. Okay. Which we should do next. All right, let's do it. Uh, so this was introduced in 1986. Diet Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain Dew. So this has the same amount of caffeine as regular, but it has not zero calories based on what size you get, whether mm-hmm. it's 20 ounce or a can or whatnot, but they purport it to be, it's about probably 10, now, honestly. You said that you like Diet Mountain Dew better than regular Mountain Dew? No, but I drink it a lot more because I, I diets. Per- <laughs> yeah, I like it. And that aspartame, mmm, so good. <laughs> I actually really hate it. But the tuned uh, up taste, as they call it, using a blend of sucralose, aspartame, and acephalmate potassium as sweeteners. <laughs> Do tickle your innards. So fun fact about this one, and this is why it's maybe good for a diet, even though it will eventually kill you as well. So switching to Mount, Diet Mountain Dew from I regular Mountain Dew, drinking sodas. it will save you from gaining 25 pounds a year. I'm going to start drinking sodas. And this is, <laughs> this is based on the 50 gallons of sweetened beverages people drink per year. Oof. So if you were just drink Mountain Dew or Coke or any sweetened beverage, oh, right, even right. juice, yeah. if you compare that to Diet Mountain Dew, you will save yourself 25 pounds. Kid, do you know Lana Del Rey? Yeah. Are you a fan of Lana Del Rey? Yeah. Are you a fan of her song Diet Mountain Dew? I don't know if I've heard it. I'll oh, play yeah. it for you now. Here's the part you need to know. <laughs> You're no good for me. Wait. So this is not called Diet Mountain this Dew. This is Diet, Diet Mountain Dew, baby. No, New I know, York I know City. This song, yeah. Never was there a, ever a girl so pretty. Do you think we'll be in love forever? Do you think we'll be in love? You're no good for me, but baby, I want you. Is that not what you sing in your head every time you go to Mount totally Maverick? Is. You're no good for me. So let me you're clarify. my eyesight someday. When, I was going to say, when you're when you're girl watching, I want the... Dun, 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 dun. When you're getting Mountain Dew, I want... time flame retarded. Die Mountain Dew, baby, New York City. I want that in your head. You're no good for it's me. It's my new favorite song. <laughs> yeah. It actually is a pretty good song. <laughs> I love and it. Lonnie's voice is actually really good. Tier one. Tier three. Oh, man. Oh, man. Your diet this, bias. You should know that this, of the diet drinks, this doesn't have the bitter aftertaste that a cola would, by the way. It's one of it the does. best diet drinks, no, it, honestly. It really I've is. had Diet Mountain Dew. 
It's not like I avoid this, but I don't like it. Put some squirts in it. No. Yeah. The beverage? <laughs> little squirt? twisty squirts. Ruby red squirt? We'll get there. All right. Tier one. All right. Two more variations on Mountain Dew. Let's Ooh, do Mountain Dew hitting it. Code red. Code red. Code red. Introduced in 2001. It has it's a now cherry. in fountain drinks. It's got a cherry yeah, flavor cherry, to basically. it. A cherry Mountain Dew, basically. And it increased overall Mountain Dew sales by 6% in the first year of loan. And they were, it, this was the one that led to all the other creation yeah, of yeah. Mountain Dew flavors. Of which there are many. So many. Where the, can you get this one now? In anywhere. Any fountain drink. No. No? On Code red? Yeah. No, I've, well, I only see it occasionally. It's interesting that you say you can't really find it because there's a conspiracy with Code Red in mm-hmm. Canada. Okay. So they, for some mm-hmm. reason, I feel like it's misspelled, but they call this Code Rogue in Canada, not Code Rouge or anything like that, but it's Code Rogue. But they canceled the drink a few years ago and they did this through their Twitter. And then Mountain Dew Canada locked their Twitter account. It is still locked to this day. I was like, what? What are they hiding? It's locked. You have to ask permission to follow them. Canadians, man. I, I don't know why. It's a weird conspiracy. Don't date uh, yeah, don't date them. Code Red for me is a tier two. I give it a tier three. You don't like it at all. Eh. It's a little fruitier. It's just, okay, the, the Mountain Dew taste, something about that hits a nostalgia button for mm-hmm. me, I guess. Code Red does not do that for me. I get that. It's just straight up sugary, cough yep. syrupy, yellow green. I'm with you, Joel. Yes. Tier three. It's, Kent's I mean, eyes just twitched. Did you see that? It's a tier two. I don't love it. Yeah, it's in honest, fact, I rarely ever get it. It's honestly fine, but it's 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 if it's between like pitch black or white out and code red, I'll get the others. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so many two flavors. So out many there. So many. flavors. There are so many. All yeah, right. We only have many. one more we're discussing though. Baja Blast. Blech. Oh, carbonated toilet water. Blech. Introduced in 2004, discovered in the bathroom of Taco Bell. A, li- <laughs> a light, I know, it looks like something to clean the toilets with. A light blue green does. colored tropical lime flavored variety of the soft drink. Listen, I do not Tro- hate this as bad as you guys. I think Why it's not? Fine. It's tier it's two. It's bitter. I, I don't mind it. It's different. It I, has I, I want to bring twist. this up though. PepsiCo conducted extensive research to develop a beverage with a taste and color to complement Taco Bell food products. No. And this is what That's they came up perfect. with. Taco Bell was given a 10-year exclusive rights period when they could only sell it at Taco Bell. You couldn't buy it anywhere else. Yeah. And it wasn't until after that 10 years was up in 2014 that they were able to sell it in some stores and things like that. You know what's strange? The claim to fame for Baja Blast, it's probably the longest standing Taco Bell product. (laughs) Think about it. That's probably true. Still there. Mexican pizza, bean burrito. Bean burrito, maybe. Unless they take that off the menu. Now I'm hungry. But not for Baja Blast, it's a tier three. Tier three. Tier two. No, you did not give it. You Jacob, don't mean that. I'm fine with oh, it. Oh, I forgot. Jacob doesn't hold himself to the 999 rule. I do. Yeah, he just kind of throws I'm, out numbers. I'm, I'm particularly exact on this, Joel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. All right. We are done with PepsiCo, my friends. It's time to discuss Sad. Keurigs. Our pals who bought up everything. And they honestly, so they did a pretty good job. They did. This lineup is impressive. Okay. The first one. 7-Up. So 7-Up, a lemon-lime drink, founded in 1929. 90 years ago as what, Kent? Bib Label Lithiated Lemon-Lime Soda. That was the name. So That wasn't a description. Hey, hey, uh, Soda Jerk, can you get me a Bib Label Lithiated Lemon-Lime Soda? So what's great about this? What the crap does that mean? We'll get there. What does it mean? (laughs) We'll get there. How do they put that on the can? This was created two weeks before the Wall Street crash of 1929. The reason it was called, I don't know why it's called Bib Label, but lithiated, it contained lithium until 1948. Lithium citrate. What does lithium citrate do? It's a mood stabilizing drug. (laughs) It literally mellowed you out. Treats depression and bipolar disorders. Wow. Used in the wrong amounts. Really, really bad. Great Mm -hmm. Nirvana song, though. 
Now, but then they called it Seven Up. Seven Up. But why the seven? Yeah. No one knows. Can I give you a few conspiracies? Please. It's claimed that there are seven main ingredients. Never proven. Mm, also, that makes sense. It might be a reference to lithium, which has an atomic mass around seven. Dun, dun, <laughs> That's dun. a stretch. Also, it was originally, this might be it, it was originally bottled in seven ounce bottles. Unlike at the time, it were 6.5 ounce bottles. Okay, that makes sense too. Uh, also, I want to bring up this conspiracy theory. So, 7 Up was created by a man named Charles Leapier Grigg uh, in St. Louis. And a common urban legend about uh, Mr. Grigg is that he was an albino and that the red dot on the bottle is supposed to represent his red eyes. Yeah. He, is, he was not an albino, like kind of proven in pictures, kind of thing like that. <laughs> Wait, so Cool Spot is an albino eye? Apparently. <laughs> That's well, not let's, cool. Let's talk about Cool Spot for a Yeah, Cool Spot's this, cool. This is literally, I, I'm going to say this, Kent, the best video game based on a soda that we have on this list. I play Pepsi Man, and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to draw Cool Spots with different flat tops and, so, and Mohawks all cool the time. Cool Spot was a Sega game where you had a little red dot with sunglasses and like arms and legs. Yeah, it's like California Raisin, but with a red dot. Yeah, and he's like running around on a beach, and he's like little tiny trying to jump up on like beach chairs yeah. and not get hit by, uh, I don't even know, birds. <laughs> it was the weirdest <laughs> game, but I loved it, and I played it a lot. Yeah. So Cool Spot was a fun It game. may be the best Soto mascot mm. next to Santa Claus. Maybe. Uh, also, they 7up uh, made a, a variation called DNL, which is 7UP flipped upside down. Uh, and it was the opposite of 7up. While 7up is caffeine-free, colorless, and comes in a green bottle, DNL contained caffeine was an unusual shade of green in a clear what? bottle. Weird. And also, make seven up yours was a pretty good. That was a pretty <laughs> yeah, good slogan. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of mascots, by the way, they did have Fresh Up Freddy, who was the rooster mascot in 1950s. Good he job. Was made by Disney, and it has a very Disney look and feel if you watch those old commercials. But then in 19, the 1970s and 80s, uh, Jeffrey Holder, who you know as uh, Punjab from Annie or uh, Baron Samadhi in uh, Live and Let Die, the yeah. Bond movie, he had these ads where he would be like, "These are cola nuts." These are uncola nuts. And he'd hold up like a lemon and lime and talk about the differences between the two. Also a very popular brand for that huh. or branding for that. Well, this so, is a tier two for me. It's no Sprite, but it's still fine. If I had to choose between Sprite, I do think they're very similar. I want to do over Sprite. I want to do a taste test with you guys where we drink we uh, Sierra Mist, 7-Up and Sprite to oh, see yeah, if you can actually great. tell the difference and, and identify which one's which. But this is a tier two for me as well. This is a middle of the road. Yeah, I'll it totally off is. a 7-Up. Tier two. All right. Cherry 7-Up though. We hope you're playing along at home, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cherry 7-Up seems like it was invented at a wedding reception once upon a time. <laughs> That's fair. Because <laughs> they throw this in together with some vanilla ice cream and they're like, yeah, yeah, it's a weird smoothie. Enjoy it if you want. <laughs> you, you know what the weird thing it. about it is, though? Mm. So Cherry 7-Up, right? Yeah. One of the main different ingre ingredients is, is apple juice. Wait, not even cherry? I think they have some cherry in there, too, but like they add what? apple juice to Cherry 7-Up to give it that flavor. Do you like this more or less than more. regular 7-Up? Definitely more. Because of the extra fruit. Yeah, no, it, it tastes fruit, like, it tastes like I'm drinking something real now. You like know that there is flame retardant in this drink as well. <laughs> That's why I like it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, I was going to say. I don't want to so catch on fire, Kent. The whole Keurig, Casbury, Schweppes kind of thing. They have a, yeah. a licensing thing where they have uh, barbecue sauces and marinades based on 7-Up, uh, uh, Dr. Pepper, and A&W root beer. Like they have, huh. like, and I thought, oh, that'd be kind of cool to try. Yeah. This is a tier two as well. Tier two. I, I, better yeah. or worse than the original, though? I, I'd probably say a little better. It is. A little I would better. rather drink this one, different. but if it's I'm something drinking, different, if I'm yeah. drinking copious amounts, mm -hmm. I'd rather drink regular like seven up. Lemon lime soda is like the white bread of sodas where it's you like, would be yeah, drinking it's kind copious of, you know, amounts standard. at a wedding reception. <laughs> with some ice wasted. cream. It would actually be pretty good with ice cream. It, it is turned on cherry seven up. <laughs> 
Next up, we're moving to A&W. A&W, which Cream one? Cream soda. There and then go. root beer. Cream soda man, uh, manufactured, introduced in 1986. And uh, this is currently the top brand in cream sodas. Yes. Take that, Barks Red Cream. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I do want to get to more of the A&W facts with the root beer. But the fact that really interested me, because this is a show I used to watch all the time. Once again, remember... Okay. Cindy Crawford commercial. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Baywatch. Okay, perfect. <laughs> 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 no, not Baywatch and girls. Yeah, you're girl watching. <laughs> oh, what well, Baywatch then? Well, Some people think there we go. So cream, this cream soda is, so, is introduced in 1986. They didn't really know how to market it because there were already cream sodas on the market. So they went to Bay- Baywatch and they said, hey, we want to sponsor four of your episodes. So will you please place cream soda in your episodes? There will be a boogie Baywatch board. Baywatch episodes. Yeah, Baywatch episodes. There will be a boogie board competition. And the winner, which was Hoagie, which is David Hasselhoff's son. <laughs> Hobie, it was Hobie, sorry. He won the boogie board competition and he got a year supply of A&W cream soda. I remember watching this episode going, I wish I won that boogie board competition. <laughs> so you I want a year, episode of, <laughs> a year worth of cream soda. would be half bad. Yeah. yeah. By the I way, think how obese you could be now. In 2017, <laughs> really? the product was uh, reformulated to be caffeine-free. It was caffeine. So it was caffeinated? caffeinated. I don't know. That kind of confused me. Huh. And uh, more wholesome, if I may, Kent, uh, sponsors were actually Snoopy and Woodstock uh, in the early days. More wholesome than Pamela the Anderson? Yes. And Yasmin Belief? Yes. Okay. Impossible, according to I don't Kent. think the girl watching music is playing in your head when you're watching Peanuts. <laughs> You, you don't know Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy? No, 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 no. Do the song now, Joel. <laughs> now I want a mix of that and the Snoopy song. Uh, I can't. My brain just <laughs> shut off. Okay. And root beer. Yes. So uh, let's go into the history on this one. 19, the year was 1919, 100 years ago. A&W stands for Roy Allen. He's the A and Frank Wright. So Allen and Wright was A and W, and they made the restaurant chain in 1922. Roy Allen may be the smartest businessman in soda history. Go on, pretty smart. So he bought the formula from a pharmacist, probably for not very much. I'm sorry, a pharmacist. Uh, ph- oh, actually, pharmacists and chemists came Almost up with most every of these. single one of these sodas were invented by a pharmacist. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. That's how it used to be in the bag. Well, you'd have like the the doctors because they were uh, all like uh, it was like a soda digestion aids apparently. Yeah. yeah, and so they like had the chemists and pharmacists creating almost all these sodas. Hmm. So Ridiculous. he bought the formula. That's why we have all these crazy drugs in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, where's my lithium now? You know, I know. So he bought uh, the go. formula. Oh, oh, thank you. you. I appreciate that. And he started with the roadside stand, and that's where he would sell the root beer. And that roadside stand, he even bought uh, his partner, Frank Wright, out in 1924. And by the 60s, he had over 2,000 locations. So in 20 years, from a roadside stand to 2,000 locations, and then obviously now, well, it's maybe like 130. A&W, no, just kidding. But still, <laughs> yeah. really successful. Probably. A&W is one of is the it first the- uh, franchise restaurant chains in the U.S., but the, it was kind of a loose franchise. Like there was no common menu or architecture or procedures shared. Mm-hmm. It was just basically they could use uh, they could use the A&W product. And so sometimes some people just sold, some of the franchises sold food, some didn't. Right. Mm. But they all could use the A&W brand. I mean, kind of a lame restaurant, but I mean, the, the well, now you delicious. See, you see it combined with like KFC. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. it's kind of on its way out in the restaurant. It's and the, the mascot, uh, Rudy, Rudy, the great root bear instead of root beer. Yeah. He's they, a mascot. They do have a good like root beer float though. No, I, I like it. They have their freezes too. Fact, those yeah. are actually tasty. I gave I cream soda. Uh, do we give tiers for the cream oh, soda? Oh, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. Tier one. Yeah. For cream soda. I'm with you. Tier one for root beer. Yep. Tier two for cream soda. 
I'm sorry. I love it. It was a Baywatch kid. I know. I'm sorry. Baywatch. You'll never get your Pamela Anderson is so disappointed. That's fine. Yes. And Yasmin Bleeth will no longer call you. Oh, no. She called me? Names. No longer. But the root beer does get a tier one. It's a great root beer. It's real good. All right. Next up is Cactus Cooler. It's an orange pineapple flavored drink. I can barely remember what Wonder this Wonder where I'm like. going to land on this one. <laughs> <laughs> this was inspired by, by the Flintstones. And in fact, in the show, Fred Flintstone said, I'm going to drink my Cactus Cooler was not a soda at that point. That is how they made Cactus Cooler. This oh, was right, in, the show. in the late 1960s, which is around the time Flintstones was being produced. So what do you give it since you it's orange pineapple, Joel? Of I don't course. think you've given a single tier. Well, you've given a few tier ones. Look, Kent, I went... To the Cactus Cooler Facebook page, mm-hmm. 208 people like it. The official. <laughs> you stop it right now. 200 and the official page, 208 people like it. Well, it has a lot of two money posts, two posts, a cover photo and a profile <laughs> stop pic. Stop it. That's it. Well, it's Cactus Cooler. You only buy this <laughs> by mistake. Is that like when we worked for a company and they made us start like Google Plus pages? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so it's only the employees of Cactus Cooler oh, that are on there. That is probably this right. Is, this that is, is a mistake. Right. This is the one that's at the bottom of the of the cooler after everything else is gone. Uh, I, if it was a diet, I would be more intrigued. And this is actually only sold in like Southern California and the surrounding Southwestern area. You can't find this back It's east. like if there's no cactuses there, they can't market it. Exactly. <laughs> I, I Why would they? Yeah. They'd be like, Cac- Cactus Cooler? What is Cactus? Yeah. I see the can and I get a cavity immediately. Oh, it's so it's just so bright. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a tier three. You need a no, tier three, disgusting. Next up is Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Uh, manufactured in 1904 as Pale Ginger Ale. Uh, the founder, actually, John J. McLaughlin, owned a sparkling water plant in Canada. And so he saw like the syrupy ginger ales come out. He said, mm-hmm. I want to make a lighter version of that. So it has a very light flavor. In fact, the dry in Canada dry is referenced to being less sweet than other drinks. Oh. Yeah. Once again, created by a pharmacist. And this got really popular during Prohibition to mask the taste of the homemade liquor. Yeah. So they'd make, mm-hmm. their, they'd make their homemade liquor and it would taste terrible. They'd add some Canada dry in there. And it's like, oh, this, this now tastes palatable. Hmm. Here's what I Go love. Have some way to get your booze. I don't. I don't love the FDA. I feel like some of their practices are a little strange. But I love when they find these companies out. So on the can it said it's made from real ginger. Not true. <laughs> ginger. Well, this ginger. There out. wasn't enough ginger to say that. Well, and it definitely not real ginger. And so they were sued, and they didn't have enough ginger content, and so they settled out of court. And there was this class action lawsuit. So if you bought, <laughs> listener, if oh, you bought Canada Dry Ginger Ale for from, personal use, personal use from January <laughs> as opposed of, to what? It's <laughs> like a company, I'm guessing. From January 2013 to December of 2018, you can get up to, hold on, from this class action lawsuit, $5.20 per household. What? Woo! Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go back to Canada, shall we? Canada, nah. they still claim it's made from real ginger because they haven't been sued there yet. FDA has no power in Canada. <laughs> exactly. And this was one where uh, it was very Canadian at first. Like the original label was like a, a beaver on top of a map of Canada. But then it was replaced now with the crown and shield. It's a subtle reference. I think kind of appealed to American American folks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, American Airlines serves Canada dry, as does JetBlue. Why do I know yeah. that? Because I drink ginger ale exclusively on airplanes. And that's it. Like every time Is this get, the only time you'll get this drink? No, no. I, I like ginger ale almost okay. all the time. But uh, when I get on an airplane, I crave it. I want ginger ale. Do you get the Biscoff cookies or do you get pretzels? Like doesn't what? matter. As long as well, you get does, ginger ale. It does like settle your stomach. Do you get nauseated when you're... Full? No, I just like the taste of it. And actually, I have some well, talk about you that. Do you know, you can get thoughts. it all you want. And I do. Oh, okay. I choose ginger ale. So is regularly. this a tier one for you? Totally a tier one for me. Okay. I, I, do, I do like a nice diet ginger ale. 
but there's some that are just a, well, in Canada, an atrocity. Yeah. I mean, they're so bad. You're yeah. right. Yeah. But Canada Dry is one of those, like, you know, you get a Shasta ginger ale, you're mm-hmm. not going to be in a good place. Canada Dry, though, has a nice subtle flavor. Yeah. It's refreshing. I'm a fan. It is the best one, but it's still a tier two. How dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> tier, hey, tier you one. hate Canada. Tier Don't one. hold <laughs> past relationships against Canada Dry. Kid. How many times do we have to tell you this? <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's a boot. <laughs> sorry. So sorry. It's a boot. All right. Speaking of cavities, let's talk about Hawaiian punch. <laughs> How about a nice Hawaiian punch? Created in 1934. So this was originally an ice cream syrup. It's essentially customer feedback that created Hawaiian punch because they, sense, they added water to the ice cream syrup and made it juice. Yeah. yeah. Juice. The, the original formula yeah, was juice exactly. Quotes, the original formula was five fruit juices, orange, pineapple, passion fruit, guava, and papaya, all imported from Hawaii. And then later on they've added apple and apricot to kind of round out the flavor, I guess. So it has pineapple joel in it. So here's yeah, the thing about that, Kent. Yeah. And Jacob. I'll okay. talk to you as well. Thank in fact, you. I'll talk to Jacob this time. Jacob. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> this is intense. Okay. I, as a kid, I, I didn't like Hawaiian punch. Like, I just, the flavor never liked it. Okay. And it wasn't until years later when, when I poured kind of, it on ice cream. When I discovered I didn't like pineapple that I went, I bet you money Hawaiian punch has pineapple in it. That was kind of the connection I made. I didn't know I didn't like pineapple. I just didn't like the taste of You're Hawaiian You're just trying punch. to validate your weird opinions about fruit. I just don't like Hawaiian. I don't like pineapple. Oh, but this was, uh, I was going to say, I this was, <laughs> I like how they say this. It's a, quote, a brand of low juice content fruit punch drinks <laughs> containing 5% fruit juice. Yeah. Low juice content. Low juice content fruit punch drinks. Uh, this one was created. Uh, Do you want garbage? In it tastes kind of like juice. So Ken mentioned it was created uh, as a fruit topping, yeah. as, as ice cream topping. It was created in a, in a converted garage in Fullerton, California. You've heard, still of gra- is. you've heard of garage bands? This converted is a garage one? brand. Oh, what? yeah. Yeah, that joke was a tier three joke because this is a tier three drink. I've never had a cold Hawaiian punch. <laughs> Anytime you see a can of Hawaiian punch, it's warm. And when you drink it, uh, you get cold. So this is a tier three. It is the worst. It is tier three. Yeah. Gross. I'm glad I don't have to drink it. My brother Spencer. You know, really as a kid, you have to drink it. It's like it's always around. Yeah, like yeah. they're like, oh, kids it's don't that like a it. McDonald's Here concentrate that you're drinking. Yeah. yeah, it's so gross. All right, next up is none other than IBC Root Beer, the national treasure. Mm. IBS Root Beer? No, IBC, the independent breweries company. Which actually they had a, this was actually made back in 1919 in St. Louis, Missouri. There was a group of breweries that were kind of together creating these drinks and is now defunct, kind of went under. IBC Root Beer is the only survivor, or the main survivor, I should say, of the syndicate. Do you ever feel fancy if you have a glass bottle of IBC Root Beer? Totally. Right? I have that here. I have, it's, this is the fancy Root Beer. (laughs) That said, (laughs) whenever I drink it, I'm like, oh, it's a Root Beer. Like it's middle of the road. No, 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 no. No, it's good. It has an edge. It has an edge in taste. It doesn't have bite. It's good. No, I don't want bite. It doesn't have the froth of bug. I don't don't want it to remind me of a dog. Like, (laughs) it tastes good. No, it hasn't elevated. There's there's an extra layer to the flavor there. I do like this one. In fact, my brother Brent... Is this one of your favorites? Yeah, because brother Brent, whenever he would buy IBC Root Beer, he bought it like in six pack of bottles. And we'd be like, oh, can I have one? Can I have one? We'd like beg him for it. I think it's the branding. I I think it's the bottle form. It makes it look nice. If I'm I'm drinking IBC, I'm having a good time. So this is definitely a tier And if it is, me. they did a great job. But uh, Henry Weinhardt's, I don't know if you guys have had yeah. those as well. I prefer that one. Kind of a bottle. Save version. it for the root beer show. <laughs> okay, well, we will. But IBC, Ooh, tier show. one, these are That's delicious, right. especially chilled. It's a, little it's a high tier two because I like root beer, but How to me it's a middle Joel of the road root beer. At him. I should. But I Not a bottle of I'm, IBC, please. I'm too happy with thinking of IBC root beer as a tier one. I have mm-hmm. minor IBC. Next up is RC Cola. Remote controlled cola. <laughs> cola awesome. you can control. No, Finally. This, this was created in 1905, 115 years ago. 
which is weird to think of because I thought RC Cola was kind of playing catch up to all the other brands. But so unlike the pharmacists and chemists that come up with a lot of the other sodas, this one started with Claude Hatcher. He was a grocery store owner and he much like we've talked about before. Yeah. What the heck? Coca-Cola. He bought Coca-Cola syrup and he was like, this is way too expensive. Can I get a discount? I buy this stuff in bulk. And Coke was like, no, we don't do that. Yeah. He got really mad, said, I'll never buy Coke again. I'm going to make my own soft drink. Fine. I'll make my own soft drink. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. And so he did. And then in, in the, like, it got really, really popular. And it made our list on bacon sale. Some, yeah. He wins. In 2020. Yeah. Jay, do you know what RC stands for in RC Cola? It's not remote control. It's not. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Royal Crown. That's Royal stupid. Crown. That's that, no, that's stupid. Well, they had a whole back. bunch of, they had, they had a whole bunch of drinks. Uh, Cola was only yeah. one of them, but Cola is kind of the only one that's kind of remained. Right. And in the 50s, this was really popular. They actually said, like, the advertisements were that a working man's lunch was an RC, RC Cola, Royal Crown, and a Moon Pie. That's mm-hmm. all a guy needed for lunch. That's disgusting. That's a healthy lunch. Also, uh, Royal Crown was the first company yeah. to sell soft drinks in a can, and later the first company to sell soft drinks in, a, an, so wait, this soft is, drink in an aluminum this can. This is a parent company called Royal Crown? Royal Crown uh, was the, yeah, they were kind of the one that okay. made all the sodas. And it's been yeah. sold to Keurigs. Okay. Yeah, they, they're Keurig goes them now. And even in 1985, like this soda seems outdated. It's like a tab. I, I kind of picture this as tab. Yeah, it's like a Shasta brand. But this was the fifth most popular soda back in 1985. Like well, it was a big that, one. That doesn't say a and lot. And I'd like to take you guys back. Wait, for most them. popular overall? Yeah. Or over, just colas? Overall. I'd like to oh, take most, you. Yeah, the most popular soda overall. Wow. It's weird. Okay, that is something. Uh, I'd like to take you guys further back than that. The year is 1966. And two puppeteers named Jim Henson and Frank Oz decided to do a commercial for RC Cola. What? Hey, this is three years before Sesame Street started. And I'd like to play a clip of this uh, for you now. There's, to set the scene for you, there's Nutty Bird and Sour Bird, these two puppets. One's a crazy one. One's kind of like a grumpy one. Okay. And they're going to talk to each other about RC, RC Cola and see if you can't hear Jim Henson. Try not, try not to imagine Kermit saying these things, honestly. That nutty bird is always drinking Royal Crown Cola. Oh, boy, was that great. Talk about quick, fresh energy. Wow. Hey, nutty bird, why do you always drink RC Cola? I don't always drink RC Cola, only when I'm thirsty. But you know what? What? I'm thirsty! <laughs> That's it's terrifying. <laughs> sounds like bacon soap. <laughs> A little bit like that. So, yeah, this is... This it sounds like Sonic. Honestly. That's what I say when I'm girl watching. It was... It, I'm the joker in there yeah i had to so yeah even though like i was i was actually really happy to see that clip and see like kind of the beginnings of frank Oz and jim henson's partnership this is a tier three it's a tier three not a fan not good tier three with all my heart okay next up schweppes ginger ale this, by the way, Jacob, okay. history in the making, is the oldest soda that we have Ooh. on anything we've talked about Ooh, before. I'm excited. How old is this? 237 years old. Get out. So the... No, really. You yeah, should leave. Really. Oh. The what, creator, what year is this? The creator, 1783. 1783. Wow. The creator of this soda, his name is Johann Jacob oh, huh? Huh. Schwepp. Is he still around? His name is my name, too. <laughs> Johann <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jacob. What? Jingleheimer Smith. Yes. So he's actually called the father of soda, but he wasn't the first one to carbonate soda. He actually found someone's report. Uh, this guy's named Joseph Priestley. So someone else uh, yes. carbonated soda. soda. Yeah, right? His sideburns were incredible. Mm-hmm. So some guy found out how to carbonate soda. So what Schwepp did is he actually created like a machine. He manufactured a machine to make carbonated mineral water 
And that's how he became the father of soda. Now, in fairness, ginger ale wasn't released. Uh, Shrub's ginger ale wasn't released till 1870, but mm-hmm. that's still 15 years before like a lot of the other ones came out. Hmm. So this is the oldest soda we have on here. This stuff, it had its own culture. Like they even made up a fake country called Shrepshire. Had its own like coat of arms, had its own language. There was also Schweppsylvania with the tagline, <laughs> what you need is Schweppervescence. They wouldn't cut it out. All right. Well, I mean, I like it. Do you? Because I it's do. a tier three soda. What? Yeah, it's tier, tier three. one. You just Schweppes? Like ginger ale. Del- I was going to say, like, I tried to find an airline that had this one, Schweppes. Uh, Delta serves Seagrams as this Southwestern Frontier. But this is, once again, like, I see Schweppes ginger ale and I'm like, yes, I want that because it tastes so good. It tastes so good, Kent. It's you're, a tier one. It's a tier two. Ginger ale fan. I am a ginger ale yeah, fan. Me too. By okay. the way, I want to bring this up too, that apparently it's been scientifically proven that our taste buds alter when we fly, just coming back to the ginger ale thing. And so they say that it like dulls your sense of taste and smell, making certain food and drink taste a bit different than they do on the ground. And so when it comes to ginger ale, it's actually shown that it's uh, not as sweet as other drinks. So it's mm-hmm. kind of good that way. And it's also <laughs> lower your expectations by flying yeah. higher. No, I'm saying it's just that subtle taste that you want. And mm-hmm. then also the ginger, is, as Jacob mentioned, it does settle your stomach and things like that and helps people yeah. feel better from motion sickness. Okay. So ginger ale. It's and you could, you could make up to $5.20 if you were to drink it. That was oh, Canada a good yeah. yeah. All right. Next up is Squirt. This is 1938, created by Herb Bishop in 1938, and he wanted, this is when, uh, during the Great Depression, he wanted to create a soft drink that required less fruit and sugar than other sodas, due to the Great Depression. Yeah. Less fruit and sugar. Less fruit and sugar than other So when he made this, he said it tasted like a slice of grapefruit exploding in the mouth, so he called it squirt. Because wow. he mixed grapefruit juice and sugar, 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 sugar. <laughs> and once again, this sugar. was a mixer That's for what cocktails. I'm you. Like this one seems pretty clear as a mixer for cocktails. Yeah, yeah. And it does. this contains less than one percent grapefruit juice. Yeah, and they had a, a character, the mascot called Little Squirt, uh, was the was the kind of the nope. mascot. Let's let's not <laughs> spunky kid. This twist and Little Squirt. Yeah, uh, this what this is the best selling. Grapefruit soft drink in the United States, everybody. What? <laughs> well, uh, Fresca, that is something. Jacob, yeah. you'll be happy to know this. In 1983, Diet Squirt was the first soft drink in the United States to be sweetened with aspartame. 1983? It's been around that long? Yeah. Oh, Diet wow. Squirt was, yeah. Oh. Uh, this is a tier two for me. I actually kind of enjoy this one, but I have to be reminded that I enjoy this one. It's like, oh, Squirt. And I take a drink and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I see the can of Squirt. I just see the, the outside of the can and I feel refreshed. It's a tier one for me. It's a tier one for me. I also have some nostalgia with Squirt for some reason. It was always the one that like I would get with my dad and stuff when I was like out working and I don't know why it was around, but you little squirt, but it's like, uh, it seems healthier, right? It does seem healthier and it doesn't make any sense. No, seems. but it, it seems felt, healthier. seems is, is definitely the right word. It's like the it's non-sugar like, cereals actually having more sugar. Yeah, it's than, like, well, here's yeah. a seven up or a squirt. It's like, well, I'm going to make a good choice here, <laughs> you know, and go with squirt. <laughs> like, okay, wait, that doesn't make sense. But that was the reality. I still love the taste of it. I drink it's squirt all the time. There's an empty can of it on the table presently. There is. There is. And Jacob brought that just to kind of hold it. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. object yeah. lessons. All right. So we all said, yeah, I said tier, tier one. Two, tier, you guys said tier one? Yeah, we were right. You were wrong. And now it, we're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say this actually, it probably it got bumped out. Like it was when we're yeah. like, there's so many other good ones. This is kind of middle of the road. Like, like this uh, sprites and seven right. ups and all that. All right. Well, one more sister product here. Ruby red squirt. Power pumping, ready to burst. Ruby red. Squirt your thirst. Thanks. That really existed. That was its song back Thank in you. the 90s. 
this one is was extreme. weird because there is very sure, little no. information about this one out there. Yeah, it's almost like they were hiding it. Well, like even when I was trying to figure out what's the difference between ruby red squirt and squirt, and it's like unlike normal squirt, red ruby red squirt contains caffeine. I'm like, yeah, caffeine isn't red. What is making it ruby red? But did you find the story that it's a I different did? type of grapefruit? No. So there was a man who drank eight liters of ruby red squirt daily. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a reaction. Do that, that in American measurements, Kent. Liters. <laughs> How many okay. gallons is that? Yeah. Four, two liters a day. Why do you hate America? Oh, okay. <laughs> and he had a reaction that caused his skin to turn red <gasps> and produce lesions. And oh. it was called, it's called bromoderma. So it's just these <laughs> lesions that appear in your body. And his skin was red because he drank so much ruby red squirt. It's probably the, why they don't want to talk about the dye that goes into ruby red oh, squirt. Oh, you think it's the dye? You think it's just dyed? Is that the only difference? No, there's got to be some. I don't know what taste is in there, though. Like some people said it's like a berry flavor. Some people are saying cherry. Some people are saying different grapefruit. Like they're really, it was like weird not to find information. When I was younger, even on the official site, I loved Ruby Red Squirt. I don't drink it anymore, but I still remember loving it. It could be a Crystal Pepsi thing, so it still gets a tier one for me. You give this one a pass just because of memory. Yeah, that's fair. It's like the never ending story of soda. It's fair. Tier yeah. two. Tier two. Okay, Jacob and I are right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up is. Sunkist. I mean, these are all Keurig. Good job, Keurig. Yeah, Keurig's doing a lot. Uh, Sunkist introduced in 1979, 41 years ago. So the story about how this was introduced, typical of the soda industry, an employee of Sunkist Soft Drink, so it wasn't even Sunkist Orange at this point, saw the market potential of another orange drink. He saw that orange was the third best-selling soda flavor because of Fanta. And so he's like, well, let's capitalize on this. Like, let's make some money. So they made Sunkist Orange, and now it's just Sunkist. And then it only took one year before it became the number one orange soda. Wow, really? And the 10th highest selling soda of all. Granted, it's not still, right? Fanta came back quick, but yeah. Uh, And then their advertising slogan, they were were tied in with the Beach Boys, good vibrations, people like it was fun in the sun. This Mm -hmm. is a nice soda, actually. I like the flavor. This is the one that you give to your kids. Like, yeah, have an orange soda. And then they're up all night. How come? Sneaky caffeine. It's got sneaky caffeine. This is the one where it's like, everyone's like, that one's caffeinated? Yes, Sunkist is caffeinated. It's actually not a ton of caffeine. Secrets. Well, actually, in 2010, there was a consumer recall because a batch was accidentally mixed (gasps) with six times the amount of caffeine. Oh, snap. And it made a bunch of people sick. Best sleepover ever. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I hate their slogans. I hate their slogans. Uh, such as feel all orange inside. That's stupid. Who, who wants to do that? What do you talk about? Artificial dice. This was 2007, 2010. They had that slogan in 2010 to 2013. Head for the sun. Oh, I don't want to burn up. Head for the uh, sun. 2013, That's better, 2016. That's better. Taste the sun. Nope. Here's Ew. the thing. Nope. Number 2016, 2018. Drink the sun. It's okay to drink okay. the sun They're because really you've got this. flavor retardant in the soda. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Drink the sun. What are they going to do next? I bathe bet, in the know. sun. Yeah, they just keep going that way. Uh, they make a ton of different flavors, by the way. There's there there is orange Sunkist, but there's also uh, grape, strawberry, cherry limeade, pineapple lemonade, peach, fruit punch, pink lemonade, peach strawberry lemonade. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, peach. peach. I'm, I'm in. I'm, yeah. I'll try that. Yeah. So it's a tier two for me. It's a tier two for me as well. Average. I like it, but I'm like, yep. it's the sneaky caffeine. I'm like, oh, you punks. <laughs> My kids sweep. are gonna be up all night now. It's a sweep. That's a tier two. But yeah, the caffeine's weird, but it does have a nice flavor. All right, time to talk about Crush. And not Ken's talking about Cindy Crawford. A little crush. So Keurig like owns. <laughs> Keurig owns, as we just said, Sunkist. And Keurig Dr. Pepper. We they, can call them Keurig yeah, Dr. Keurig so Dr. Pepper. So they also own the competitor. Uh, Orange Crush. Orange Crush and also Grape we're going to talk about. Yeah. So this was created in 1911 by a chemist. There's a lot of sodas. One weird thing they used to do back in the day to make this seem more fresh. Okay. They added pulp 
Orange pulp was Wait, added. We're talking, about, or we're talking about grape or orange, right? Orange, orange crush. Orange. Oh, orange, okay. Gra- uh, yeah, orange pulp was added to the soda after the fact, just to make it feel more fresh. That actually seems kind of clever. Yeah. No, no. It seems like it would go bad do you faster. Hate, do you hate pulp? I'm a mid-pulp guy. Okay, okay. Not heavy pulp. Me too. Me if too. I have no pulp, I'll be happy. This one, but you're okay with, but you prefer mid? <laughs> I, Save you know. it for our orange okay. juice pulp <laughs> yes. show. No, yeah, with, our, with our orange juice. I'm telling you, I like pulp. I like pulp in my orange juice, but I don't like, like when they say heavy pulp, I'm yeah. like, why? And then no pulp just feels like I'm drinking Sunny D, you know, thank you. Yeah, it's true. Uh, this one, oh, did we say it was made 109 years ago, 1911? Yeah. And uh, they, they had brown bottles, which mm. originally, which I thought was the weirdest thing if if you're having an orange soda in a brown bottle. It doesn't seem as refreshing. No, uh, it's like... And here's another weird thing. Has it gone bad? So uh, Keurig Dr. Pepper makes Orange Crush, but it's distributed by PepsiCo in the U.S. and Coca-Cola internationally. Yeah. What? This happens a lot, actually. It's bizarre how these little cross uh, cross uh, deals they have going it's on. It's a here. lot of... It's the bottling issues. Okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. But I have to say, this is a tier one drink for me. Orange soda tastes like orange crush. That's like when you... When so I think of orange soda... So this is by far. Yes. This is a tier one to It me. does have a good taste. And it doesn't keep my kids up but all night. But do they have yeah. a diet? Because I don't not remember... They do. They In do. fact, they have over 50 types of crush, including apple, banana, peach sour, sarsi, which is sarsaparilla, uh, red licorice and pear. I never come across it. Also, bubblegum, chocolate, Where do you strawberries buy and cream, things? watermelon, no and tutti frutti. this stuff? Like, do they just make it and then they're like... It's international. They now it's here. Well, they sit in the warehouse. I know. We made right? it. It's yeah, there. There it is. Doesn't make a lot of sense. So yeah, okay. Tier one for me. All right. What about great? It's a tier one. Tier two. Fine jerk. Grape crush. <laughs> like that much jerk. Get ruby red <laughs> squirt up there, but not orange crush. <laughs> yeah, I don't have good memories with orange crush. Yeah. Uh, grape. This is a grape soda, of course. Uh, Keurig, once again. This was made in 1960, and it, this is, uh, like, like we said, the, crush is everywhere. It's sold in, like, all over the world. Don't Google grape crush at work. Why? Because your fourth search item will be for a different product that gives you the munchies. Oh, there's a very popular strain. Oh, really? Of the reefer. Huh. It's called of grape. Cr- <laughs> Are you a grandpa? <laughs> yeah, uh, reefer. reefer out there. But it's called grape crush. And it's actually found far more than information about the soda. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. It's- <laughs> Jacob, you don't eat it. I, I don't. Wait, I wait, don't are know. we talking the soda? <laughs> I don't know how reefer works. Wait, what are, we, what are we talking about right now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, grape crush, like grape sodas are a little too syrupy for me. But I do enjoy them. So but don't this they, is a, don't they this make is you feel sort like of thing like when you're like again? That's what I was just gonna say. Like yeah. when you're like when you're like ten or something. I take the it's orange like, soda over okay. the grape soda. This this got bumped out to a tier two. Orange tastes acidic to me. Grape tastes like heaven. <laughs> it's a tier one. Tier one. Yeah. Wow. Tier three. What? Yeah. You hate your childhood? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's just too infantile. Hey, guess what, guys? Hmm. We are down to the last big hitter, Dr Pepper. We're going to Dr. Pepper, Diet Dr. Pepper, Cherry Vanilla Dr. Pepper, and that's the end of our list. Okay. Let's do... Dr. Pepper, we got some facts on this one because it's I'm one excited. of the bigger drinks out actually, there. Actually, yes, it is. Well, okay, okay, go ahead. In fact, this was introduced in 1885. Uh, it's the second old soda we have on the list. It actually preceded Coca-Cola by one year. Just one year. So Dr. Pepper came before Coca-Cola, believe it or not. The early that's ads said it aids g- digestion and restores vim, vigor, and vitality. Well, I'm going to use ha- that. When you have vim caffeine... Vigor, this was originally created by a pharmacist in Waco, Texas, and it was ordered by asking the soda attendant to, quote, shoot a Waco. Um, so, okay. A little weird. Yeah. But the formula, it's a trade secret, kind of like Coke is. This is the plum. Yeah. Like all these other sodas prune, you look it up, it's like juice. citrus prune, flavored prune, soda, yeah. cherry flavored soda, well, grape flavored soda. This is called pepper, pepper style carbonated soft drink. Yes. 
Seriously, it's not a cola. But Jake, the rumor is that you and I believe, and I think is actually true, that it's prune juice. But Dr. Pepper actually came out and said, no, that's not true at all. Like, we promise it's not true. We're not going to tell you because we have our recipe split in half in two different vaults. Yep. In two, two separate different banks. Two wow. different banks and in, in two separate Dallas banks. They have the recipe separated there. Joel, did you read about the uh, rumors about the name, why it's called Dr. Pepper? Yeah, that's once again, they don't have a clear answer on that. That drove me nuts. The guy who made this, the pharmacist, he was hired by a doctor named Charles T. Pepper, gave him his first job. Okay. That's an option. Okay. And we don't even know if that's true. The second one is he actually wanted to marry the daughter of Dr. Pepper. This is the rumor. But when you actually look at history, this girl was only eight years old. And so they're saying that's probably not true. He probably wasn't trying to woo this girl. Indeed. But the other one is there's another associate of this pharmacist. His name was Morrison, also named Pepper. And he had a 16-year-old daughter that this guy, the pharmacist, was also trying to woo. I feel like you're following a pattern here. Yeah. So (laughs) he, he made this drink to woo a woman hopefully a woman <laughs> girl watching for pepper i want to read this i just want to read it verbatim i'm Go sorry on. but it's yeah, a right. 1913 ad for dr pepper i'm going to read it in kind of my my uh, old-fashioned old-timey voice just so you, you oh, know, wow. get the feel of it scientists tell us that all space is an ocean of ether in which our solar system swims and that all life animal vegetable animal and vegetable is derived from the sun's energy transmitted to our planet by this ether Plant life organizes this energy for us in a nat- in natural in nature's laboratory. As animals, we then partake in nature's bountiful store and then the sun's energy. Certain fr- This is an ad for Dr. Pepper I want to point out. Certain fruit, nuts, and sugarcane represent this energy and vitality best. We have found this great natural law, and we combine these substances with distilled water. The name we give our combination is Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper is liquid sunlight. As the sun rules and governs the sky, so should you govern your appetite. Eat and drink to build up the cells that are broken down by fatigue, mental or physical. Drink a beverage that promotes cell building, not one that simply deadens the sensory nerves. Drink Dr. Pepper. Solar energy, liquid sunshine. Vim, vigor, vitality. That is what Dr. Pepper means. Try it. On sale at all fountains and in bottles. It's made in Texas. Its profits are spent in Texas to promote Texas industries. Did Stephen Hawking write that? No. I don't know, but I feel no, like it was so Stephen smart Hawking now. when he was high, I think. On <laughs> yeah, he had some vigor. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. He was drinking some grape crush. So apparently yeah, it's made sure. by the sun. It's liquid sun. So they actually say this is like the first energy drink. They called this brain tonic and it's probably a lot what that was based off. At the bottom of every can of Dr. Pepper, still, they have the numbers 10, 2, 4. Why is that, Kent? So they're saying you should drink this. Dr. Pepper time. Dr. Pepper time. Dr. Pepper time is 10 a.m., mm-hmm. 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. because you get most tired at 10.30, 2.30, and 4.30. And so if you drink this 30 minutes before that, you can avoid the slump. Now, if Pretty weird, right? But if you're drinking yeah. Dr. Pepper every day at 10, 2, and 4, you're going to die. You might die. That's a lot of sugar. This is also funny because in 1972... Uh, Dr. Pepper sued the Coca-Cola company as we talked. We kind of talked about this in the last show, but Coca-Cola started a drink called Pepo, mm-hmm. which was a ripoff of Dr. Pepper. So they sued them. and They said, fine, we'll call our drink Dr. Pib. And they're like, that's still too close. Fine. We'll call it Mr. Pib. Didn't get a degree. Yeah. So and they're like, so okay. okay. Coke actually tried to buy Dr. Pepper in the 50s, but the FTC stopped it, said no monopolies. And so that's uh-huh. when they merged with 7-Up. Kind of a bummer for Coke. But yeah. the influence of Dr. Pepper, you brought this up with another product, kind of mm-hmm. a lot of a Keurig's, but... The things Dr. Pepper has their flavor in, yeah, Jelly Belly, 
Hubba Bubba. Yep. Barbecue sauce, as you mentioned. Yep. Lip Smackers, Brock's Hard Candy, personal favorite, mm-hmm. and ice cream syrup, among many others. Also, I was in a Winco one time and I saw a Bundt cake. Uh, I saw a couple of Bundt oh, cakes. Yeah. So orange Crush, oh, 7 I've, Up, and I've Dr. Pepper those. flavor. I think I've even had that. Dr. Pepper flavor cake was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, my experience with the. Uh, with Dr. Pepper, mm-hmm. um, I have relatives that it's their ultimate drink. Sure, people and, that are dedicated uh, up, to this one are crazier than Mountain Dew fans. Think so? Oh yeah, they're yeah. they're they're crazy for it. They're, they're not fact, doing the. I would dew call and, them no and tickling their innards. Can't. In <laughs> fact, I would call them peppers. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd. And if you look around these days, why don't they do ad like has like this anymore? I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too, was their slogan. And the guy singing this is actor David Naughton, who you may remember from An American Werewolf in London. He was the main guy in American Werewolf. In fact, Dr. Pember ended its relationship with Naughton after An American Werewolf in London came out because he was naked in it. So they cut off ties. They know how werewolves w- yeah. work, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, give the guy some uh, flexibility. Some there. werewolves wear pants. Uh, but then, of course, you have... It's a good uh, kid's book name. Later on, you have uh, Lil Sweet, played by Justin Gu- Guarini. Yeah. Uh, he's like a little like miniature guy with like this long red hair. It's really weird. The most random commercials, but I laugh every stupid time. But he's like, Little Sweet sliding backwards out of the air. And it's giving him rent money, which is nice. Yeah, good for, for Justin him. Guarini. So, yeah. And, uh, I mean, Kent mentioned, uh, obviously, the tie-ins with products. Also, uh, Short Circuit. There was a scene where they talked about Dr. Pepper. Mm -hmm. Forrest Gump, his drink of choice was Dr. Pepper. Like, this has made a couple of appearances around there, too, where people kind of know this drink is a very popular one. So, Joel, what is the taste for you? What tier does Dr. Pepper get? This is an absolutely and total tier one. Whoa. I, it's about time look at you use tier one. If I have to, like, here's the thing. If I, if I need to stay awake, I'm looking for a Dr. Pepper. That's what I want. You're a because pepper. I'm a pepper when it comes to that. I really do enjoy this drink. And maybe it's because my relatives so, rubbed off of me. But Joel, I have a question with your super tasting. Have yes. you had the Dr. Pepper 10? No, I've had the two and four, but not the 10. <laughs> <laughs> is that a diet one? Not it's kind of ten calories. I mean, now. yeah, it's ten calories, so it's that's, that's ten too many for me. It tastes it tastes like the original instead of like the diet because the diet has its own taste. It's just reminiscent. Uh, yeah. By the way, speaking of taste, mm-hmm. uh, David Letterman on the late on an episode on, in December of two thousand, David Letterman called jokingly referred to Dr Pepper as quote liquid manure. Wow! And wow. then representatives of Dr Pepper complained. CBS agreed never to Jeez. rerun that episode, and then he had to like apologize basically because he got in trouble by it. The reason I love like Dr. Pepper, and it is a tier one, is because every time I'd go to Quiznos, rest in peace, I would it's get Dr. Pepper. That. There, there's one. <laughs> I would get Dr. Pepper with my Baja chicken sandwich, and it was amazing. It's the best pairing that I can remember. And so it's a tier one soda. It's a tier one all the way. Although I do drink the 10 now. That's why I asked Joel, is mm-hmm. because that's that's literally what I buy when it's the diet doesn't taste good to me anymore. Well, so speaking of diet, which would be the next one on the list, yeah. let's do it. Okay. All right. And now, diet Dr. Pepper. So Diet Dr. Pepper uh, came out in 1962 in cans and 1963 in bottles. And at first they called it Dietetic. Uh, di- no, di- yeah, di- Dietetic Dr. Pepper. And people were confused because they thought it was a drink for diabetics. So then they had to sh- the shorten it to uh, Sugar-Free Dr. Pepper and then Diet Dr. Pepper in 1987. I-, I love the slogan they had because maybe it just fit with the diet thing. But it says, the taste for out-of-the-ordinary bodies. 
It's like, okay, okay. this is going to call it right out. What does that mean? You have an out of the ordinary body. <laughs> I, I feel like you could go a couple of ways with that. Yeah. 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 I thought, honestly, Kent, you, you'd like this because it's DDP. Diamond Dallas Page? No, I hate Diamond Dallas Page. Oh. <laughs> it's WCW. <laughs> oh. That's a reference. Uh, oh, I wanted to point this out, too. This is a Dr. Pepper fact. Apparently, uh, Roanoke, is that how you say it? Virginia? Yeah. Uh, is the Dr. Pepper capital of the world because the company sells more Dr. Pepper in that area than any other metro- metropolitan area east of the Mississippi. Roanoke is cursed. Where is that? Uh, what is that? Virginia? Roanoke, Virginia. Man, I have never heard of this. Town. Virginia's on the East Coast. You've okay. heard of Roanoke. It's been in a few episodes of Supernatural. That's oh, true. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Here we go. Uh, so but, I have. I do know. Yeah. It. <laughs> so they, it's it's the cap. It's they call the Dr Pepper capital of the world, and they actually have a uh, Dr Pepper Day. You want to guess what day Dr Pepper Day is? Ten two four. Uh, yep. Yeah, October twenty fourth. It's official Dr Pepper. That's Day. awesome. So. It is one of the better diet sodas. In fact, it is one of the closest tasting to the original. It tastes flavor. more like regular Dr. Pepper. It, yeah, there you go. Goes. Yeah. So it's a tier two, but it's still a high tier two for me. Like I'll yeah. drink it because I feel better about myself while drinking it. Same it's, for me. It's a tier two. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. if I'm at a restaurant or something, I need uh, like if I'm getting a, a caffeinated drink. Yeah, drink or a diet drink. This is one of the few diet the drinks go-to. that actually made it up to the tier two, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Huh? That's yeah. amazing. Maybe you would like the 10. I might. Hmm. All right, and the final one, cherry vanilla, Dr. Pepper. Uh, before we talk about cherry vanilla. Kent just made a face. <laughs> I'm just saying, adding cherry and vanilla to prunes, bad consequences. It's not prunes. It's prunes. It's totally uh, prunes. But I was going to mention, if you guys, if we get a chance, maybe Bacon Silver Street, we should go to the Dr. Pepper Museum. That's in Waco, Texas. Only if they tell Three me Three the floors of exhibits. A working old-fashioned soda fountain and a gift store of Dr. Pepper memorabilia. That's kind of cool, actually. Let's go to Waco. For a Dr. Pepper factory, because we Thank love Dr. Pepper so much. <laughs> we all gave it tier one. Uh, so what do so you think about cherry vanilla Dr. Pepper? I enjoy it thoroughly. You do? Yes. You know, the vanilla, I'm a huge fan of in drinks. And the cherry is not offensive. This is a tier it one It is very well. offensive. There's already tier 23 one. fictional flavors here. Why add two more weird tier ones? Tier one. It, it's, this it's, blends so well with the tier three, three soda right oh, here. like going here. to Fizz or Swig or whatever, you know? You just get some extra, you know, shots in there and it's delicious. It feels like they accidentally made this and they made a bad mixture and it's a tier three. Nope. Tier one. Jacob, you're... you're I'm going to have to settle this because it's a tier two. Oh, we end in a bacon cell okay. full house. Is that what we're calling it? Yep, yep. sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we just called it that. Okay. Is that it, Jacob? That is it. That Woo! is it. it. You know, honestly, these soda shows are kind of fun. Even if that's a lot. And of like soda we said, we hope about. you're playing along at home. Let us know what you thought of our rankings. Let us know what you think about each one of these 27 sodas that we ranked. Mercy. And let us know if you'll be girl watching. Uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> to, the, to that tune. <laughs> Oh, Diet Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, let us know on our Twitter page, on our Facebook page, on our Instagram. We love hearing from you. Reach out. Let us know. And give us a, a review on iTunes as well. And and let others know about uh, Bacon Cell. We love when you spread the word of Bacon Cell. If you guys want a root beer show or a Gatorade show, we can do that too. We could do that down the road. So yeah, thank you. Okay, so before we go, we would like to thank our beloved patrons. Mm-hmm. First, from the I Am The Listener category, we would like to thank Terry Finley, Stephen Ross, Adrian Gray, Chris Drott, Braden Winterton, Spencer Larson. I know that guy. He seemed like he was around here recently. Yeah. Crew Dutler, as I like to call him, Colton Cook, Jennifer Kilkowski, and Arsenal. From the Baking Council, we'd like to thank Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, hi Marley, Matt Smudro, and Reverse Listener. Thank you so much for being patrons. Thank you very much. 
But if you want to find me, you can find me at 786Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. If you want to see some really magical things happen, go follow me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Just kidding, you'll be let down. Go find Bacon Sale <laughs> on Twitter and on Instagram at Bacon Sale. Go find our merchandise, tpublic.com slash bacon sale. Also, Go to Patreon. Go help us out there. We actually have a new episode there where we did we we gave an update on Kent's uh, dating fiasco. Yes, I'm sorry. It's it's a little crazy, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, for three dollars, you can go and listen. If you have not already signed up for the price of an order of chicken fries each month, you could get extra content from Bacon Sale. That's yeah. relevant. Yeah, it is relevant. Yeah. All right. So until next time, if you are a lady out there, watch out for Kent watching you. I don't think we made that joke last time. Oh, wow. With good reason. Jack. Bless you, Pepsi. Golden Globe winner, Aquafina. I don't like the powers pumping. Ready to burst. But yeah. You bet you're okay with Ruby Red Squirt your Squirt food. your fist. Gross. So what? Why is that interesting? Because they're Russian. Nickel, 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 trickle, 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 trickle. Pepsi brings your ancestors back from the grave. <laughs> time for some girl watching. He's sweaty in as well. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Super hot. <laughs> it was a hot day. The weather was super hot. The weather was temperature was way hot. This is Kent watching Cindy Crawford right now. Try it, because someone is watching. Wait, wait. Do the girls drink Diet Pepsi, or do I drink Diet Pepsi when I watch the girls? Yes. You, I'm genuinely ashamed of humankind for creating that. <laughs> Their marketing was fine. There's like, no girl watching. Let's talk about Baywatch. Okay, Not Baywatching girls. I don't think the girl watching music is playing in your head when you're watching Peanuts. You don't know Kent. Pamela Anderson is so disappointed. That's fine. And Yasmin Bleeth will no longer call you. Oh, no. That's what I say when I'm girl watching. It was... I'm thirsty. No, we're not going into Gorillas in the Mistmist. There's uh, three flavor squirts in there, Don't. just so you know. Was it a twist squirt or like a... It was a mistwist squirt. A mistwist. <laughs> It'll tickle your innards. Yay, he agrees with us. Say when I text someone Mountain Dew, which happens more often than you think, my phone changes it to Mandu. <laughs> my biggest fear in junior high. Don't, yeah, I don't want to bring it up. Yellow number five. You shouldn't drink that Mountain Dew. You know what it's going to do to you. It knows. He's got babies. Ooh, toxic fluid. <laughs> I think I'll drink that. And that aspartame, mmm, so good. Blech. Put some squirts in it. No. Blech. Oh, carbonated toilet water? Blech. Discovered in the bathroom of Taco Bell. I play Pepsi Man, and you're right. I like you know it. that there is flame retardant in this drink as well. That's why I like it. <laughs> it is burnt on Cherry 7 Up. <laughs> hey, you one. hate Canada. Tier Don't one. hold <laughs> past relationships against Canada dry. Kid. How many times do we have to tell you this? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just trying punch. to validate your weird opinions about fruit. Sneaky caffeine. It's got sneaky caffeine. Some werewolves wear pants. Okay, so, but... <laughs> <laughs> Someone is watching. It's me.